Good morning, it's Emmett. So yesterday it was 55, 60 and sunny out, warm wind. And this morning it's uh, 30 degrees cooler and um, raining slash sleeting. And yesterday I was contemplating, well, when am I going to <clears throat> clear out the hoop house of all the wood chips and actually move my axing station outside? And today I'm grateful I didn't do it yesterday and wondering if I need to do anything to prepare for some more precipitation. That's the way March is in New England. It can change on a dime. And just like being prepared for weather events to happen, we can be prepared for business events to happen. And, and sometimes that's related to weather, sometimes that's related to larger shifts in the market, sometimes that's related to something like the coronavirus. But either way, one of the things I'm passionate about is creating a business that's resilient to all of those things. And for starters, I would say it's actually not about creating a business, it's about creating uh, multiple businesses. That's the first step towards resiliency for me, is having multiple businesses that have totally different customer bases, totally different geographic areas that they work with, and totally different fields, and totally different ways in which they require my mind versus my body. Right, so I have the Christmas tree farm that's very local. I have the scientific editing business that's global, that is all, you know, brain-based. Um, and I have the spoon carving that is global, but in a totally different way than the, than the editing. And then within each of those businesses, I then try to make them resilient within each of them. Not really the editing so much, but with the Christmas tree farm, I have both wholesale and retail, and I have both value-added products in the form of wreaths and bulk products like the, the greens that I sell. Um, and within the spoon carving, as you all know, I have the spoons, I have the teaching, I have the service business in the form of blanks and the tools that I offer. Um, and all of those things help reduce the, the risk of any one thing having too much weight. Because what makes something less resilient is not... Uh, what makes something less resilient is having too many uh, threads all tied into one piece. And if that one piece gets cut, then you lose too much of your income and you're scrambling. Now, it also means that that you c can be uh, have a certain lack of momentum because you are spreading yourself thin. 
but ultimately I think what looks like a lack of momentum at the beginning, if you're able to keep everything kicking forward, then you build up much more momentum later on. Because it's all about how much energy you can pour into something, right? With the six or eight things that I do, I'm pouring one-sixth the amount of energy into it than if I just poured all that energy into one thing. The problem is, if that one thing didn't work out, or if it worked out, or worse, if it worked out and then failed catastrophically, I wouldn't have put any energy into any backup anything. And then, and then I'm stuck scrambling again. So while I might get further with a single-minded focus, I am left much more at risk than if I divide my energy among multiple things. Now, how many things to divide your energy amongst is, is, is uh, you know, totally depends on you. But I would say at least two, three is better. Uh, and you don't need to come up with all of them all at once. You can let them sort of build up gradually over time. But I would say always having the mindset of diversifying your portfolio of what you do and what you're capable of uh, is an important step towards having resilience. Because you don't actually know what the thing that's going to test the resilience of your business is going to be. It might be an economic downturn. It might be an injury. It might be a change in cultural tastes. It might be uh, some technological shift in how we spend our time and attention. It might be a change in law that makes it difficult to do what you used to do. So partly you deal with that by having a diversity of things that you do. Right? If I get injured, I can shift to the things that don't require me to use my body as much. If China gets shut down with coronavirus, that's going to put a big dent in my editing business. Well, then I shift that energy to something else. And so, there's a sort of theoretical ways in which you are prepared. But then, on the more practical level of how do you make yourself resilient, I think there's some practical things that you can do. Hey, Maisie, stop it. Let's go. Um, I think the first and foremost, the most important thing you can do is to try and live within your means. And as much as possible, reduce the debt load that you have hanging over you so that you can require as little money as possible going forward coming in and still be all right. Now, obviously, this is more of a long-term strategy than a short-term one, but you've got to pursue it if it's going to pan out for you. Um, thing number two is kind of the opposite way to skin that cat, which is to always be looking for ways to increase your income. I think a lot of times people who work a job where they get paid a certain amount... They think rather passively about their income. 
they get paid this amount and then they look to get a raise. But if you're if you work for yourself, you don't get more money unless you make it happen for yourself. And so you can do that any number of ways by increasing the amount that you charge, which isn't always a good idea, um, by um, packing more into a day, which works up into a point, by diversifying the streams of income, which requires some, usually requires some immediate cash outlay to build other side businesses or ventures. Even writing my book, I had to outlay all the time, and also uh, about $1,000 for a photographer to do some of the photography, and I'm looking to do about the same for the next book. So you have to have that kind of liquid capital that you can pour into things. You know, it started, it took me $2,500 to start Spoonosaurus Magazine, and that's, at this point, it's earned that back, but I actually haven't taken that back out of the business yet. I don't think I have. Um, you know, Matt and I haven't paid ourselves from that business yet at all. We're still letting it build. Um, so, those are kind of the three ways that you can increase the amount of money, right? So you have reduce your debt, increase the amount of money coming in, Dogs, come here. Willa, come. Come here. Come here. Come here. Hey, sit. Hey, sit. Good dogs. So you have reduced your debt. You have increased the amount of money coming in. Both of which will serve to make your financial situation more flexible going forward because you will have more wiggle room. The other things you can do are to build your reputation. And that can be as simple as building your social media presence. It can be something bigger, like a project that raises your profile within your community. It can be being generous with your knowledge and your time. And in some cases, spending your political capital to do a good thing. All of those things will increase your reputation, which will afford you more opportunities in the future, regardless of what happens. So, reduce your debt, increase your earning, build your reputation. And then the, the last thing, which I consider sort of the least important, but it's the one that people tend to focus on the most, is make sure that your physical setup is solid, right? Don't let your house decay. Like, maintain your physical surroundings. Uh, make sure that you've uh, got some uh, a cushion both when it comes to having some uh, the things you need in life. Like, for instance, when we had our tornado in our house, 
uh, that came through our neighborhood, we realized that we routinely run into uh, right up against the ragged edge of running out of dog food before we go buy more dog food. And we thought, you know, if this tornado had happened right when we ran out of dog food, we would have been out of luck because it was a week before we were going anywhere. So now we just keep extra bags of dog, cat, and chicken food in a trash can in the basement. And it's so simple. And there have been times when it's been helpful to pull that out because then we can go get dog food the next day. But just running your life with a bit more cushion is one of the simplest things you can do to make yourself more resilient, right? A bit more cushion in the bank, a bit more cushion in terms of the opportunities coming your way, and a bit more cushion when it comes to the physical things in your life. Whether it's a cushion because your house isn't falling down and so you can uh, rely on it to not require big maintenance in the near future, or a cushion because you physically have things like dog food, cat food, you know, the medicine you need with a cushion. And I think the main thing to consider is just having that cushion. Thinking about your life in terms of having a cushion at all times from as many angles as possible means that when something unexpected happens or some shift happens, you have that kind of shock absorber and you can change direction, make adjustments, or ride it out as needed um, without it jarring you too much. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk tomorrow.